Hi friends, welcome back to Live at the Roxy. On this massive, massive news day, I will get a few things out of the way. It is Friday, happy second night of Hanukkah. We just got huge Disney announcements coming through. Brett Hankins and Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan McInerney, Russell Cops and Kill Brianna Taylor, all three of them for Killing Brianna Taylor, and also my brother Jet Stryer is in the house. It is a huge day here uh, in nerddom and so much to break down. Jet and I decided that the best way to do this was to talk about the 25 biggest announcements. Initially, I wanted to talk about the 10 biggest announcements. That got moved to 15, which got moved to 20, which is now at 25. We just could not eliminate them. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, Disney had their massive investor day yesterday, and they came out swinging with announcements about Star Wars, about Marvel, about Pixar, about Disney Animated, about Disney Plus, about their TV, their movie, every single thing that they could have possibly announced about Indiana Jones about it's always sunny and so much more so we'll be breaking down i can't even say all of that we'll be breaking down most of that and more here today live at the roxy and as always streamlabs.com slash roxy strider or right here in the super chat if you have questions comments concerns please today if you can keep it to this disney stuff because we cannot get too sidetracked because we have a lot of ground to make up jet are you ready for this epic day in nerddom I'm so excited. I couldn't stop retweeting things yesterday. It was like every five seconds. It's like, I got to retweet that. I'm super excited about it. Oh, wait, no, no. This just came out. I'm really, really excited about that. I'm so excited I wore my Star Wars Darth Vader onesie today. I don't have any of my nerd gear here in Boston. I was very upset about that. But I figured that this kind of was reminiscent of a Princess Leia type top. So it felt What's very... Up? Star Wars enough to me. All right, let's get right into this. This is in no particular order, but these are the stories that we believe to be the biggest 25 stories that they announced. I'm just going to start by talking about the one that gets me the absolute most excited. If you guys have been watching my show for the last, uh, or me on air for the last 10 years, here's what you know about me. I am a Hayden Christensen stan. I have stood up for this man time and time again. I even went on a podcast and gave the top 20 reasons why I love him and his performance with Anakin. Thank you to Ken Knopsock for allowing me to do that. Hayden Christensen is going to be an Obi-Wan Jet. What was your initial thought when you heard this? Do you, And what do you think this is actually going to look like? Uh, my initial thought was surprise because I thought once he didn't appear in The Rise of Skywalker, that was just it for Hayden Christensen uh, for Star Wars because that seemed like the best opportunity for him to rejoin. Uh, so that was my initial surprise. My second initially reaction was surprised. My second one was that's really cool. There's going to be some Vader Obi-Wan thing. I'm really excited for the series. My last reaction was they can't meet before a new hope. So how are they going to do this? What did you come up as a response with that? What do you think that they're actually going to do? Is it going to not really be him? Are they going to not see each other? Is it going to be haunting and flashbacks or what is happening here? Yeah, so I think it's definitely going to be some sort of like force visions that Obi-Wan's okay. having, that he's having, you know, trauma while he's living on Tatooine and watching over Luke and that he's either hearing about things that Darth Vader is doing or he's having Anakin sort of like the what he did to Anakin, cutting all of his limbs off and leaving him for dead, like haunting him. Also, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe they ping around from what Obi-Wan's up to to what Darth Vader's doing in the 10 years after revenge of the sith because that's when this takes place because darth vader as we know from all sort of books and comic books has been up to a lot of bad shit in that period of time killing a lot of jedis and people 
Is this the ultimate justice for Hayden Christensen? Him coming back, does this mean that people who did not like him are possibly going to be given the reason to now like him in this character because it really was not his fault for anybody who believes it was? Or do you think that people could double down here, Jet, and this could be the worst decision that Hayden ever made? Uh, I think that a lot of it's obviously going to come down to his performance. But for the most part, it seems like people are happy to have him back. And... I think, you know, after you treat somebody really badly for a long period of time, you kind of feel bad about it and come around and be like, oh, maybe we should have been a little bit nicer to Hayden Christensen. Not that I think he had a good performance uh, at all. I'm never going to jump off of that. That's what but, makes you wrong. But he was, he was unfairly, like, to a point where it was ridiculous how mean people were to Hayden Christensen. He's fortunate that it was pre-Twitter that those things, that those the prequels came out. I actually believe the opposite. I think that if it was during a time of Twitter, there would have been justice for Hayden much sooner. Uh, I also don't like sand. It is rough and coarse, uh, just like the fandom has been. Moving forward, <laughs> because we can't spend too long talking about Hayden. Can't linger. An entire, entire episode on him. Let's talk Fantastic Four. This was the movie that we did not know if there was going to be an announcement about this, but obviously there was a lot of speculation. We've heard casting rumors, and now we know that Fan 4 is going to be directed by John Watts. Jet, thoughts on this? Uh, my initial thought was that was that I'm really excited for Fantastic Four, obviously, because they haven't done it right yet. And it's I would argue it's the most important Marvel property because it is really their first property. Uh, but then when I saw John Watts was attached... I got a little curious because he's directed the Spider-Man movies and I think he's done a really good job. This third Spider-Man movie upcoming, which seems so jam-packed with cameos or, or other Spider-Man or whatever, uh, is the last one that Disney and Marvel have in a deal. So I'm wondering if Disney wanted to keep John Watts around as a director because they know they're going to lose the Spider-Man rights back to Sony. That's I think just that thought. is probably the case. I think that... Otherwise, why would they be using John Watts for this when they like to branch off and make sure that they're bringing new people into the fold? They like to be the first to use a lot of these up and coming directors. Um, and I also think that probably had some kind of conversation with John Watts that consisted of him explaining why he would be the perfect director for this. I don't know what his deal with the fandom is, but I'm assuming he's a massive fan for fan. I'm assuming he's got some cool ideas. And I think that if they picked him for the product, they believe him to be right. And if he is not right for it, we know what Disney does, which is fires him halfway through. So don't worry, fans. He could always get disconnected from the project real, real soon. That was Casting a little shade really I just threw at Disney, although I don't often throw shade at them because uh, <laughs> I absolutely love them. And we only have positive things to talk about on the show today. Get in your questions, comments, concerns now, guys. Would love to know what it is you're thinking in the super chat. Glenn Caesar says, Obi-Wan, once thought as you do. Man, hearing all of yesterday's Disney announcements was completely bonkers. I've been waiting to hear from you, too. Well, here we are, up before noon, doing the thing, because too much to talk about to slow down. Huge bit of announcement that I was not expecting, especially because she is so in bed right now with Warner Brothers. But, you know, that kind of happens all the time. Patty Jenkins is going to be directing a Star Wars movie, Rogue Squadron, and this movie had a little bit of a, a promo teaser of Patty Jenkins talking about her father in it. Jet, did you get a chance to see the teaser that she put out on yeah. her, that was part of the announcement, but also she put out on her Twitter? Yeah, it was badass. It was so, so incredible. I had chills um, and I said anybody on Twitter, I tweeted that anybody who didn't have chills during that is one of the reptilians. 
like this was so phenomenal. I love her personal connection to it. I loved hearing more about what was going on um, in her life. And I also just love that Patty Jenkins is one of my favorite directors. Uh, she gave my favorite, directed my favorite female performance in Monster. I, I, Wonder Woman was the other day in my top three superhero movies of all time, comic book movies of all time. So to me, she is the queen right now and her coming on board in Star Wars just gets me that much more excited. Joe, what about this actual movie Rogue Squadron? How are you feeling about the film? Uh, I'm pretty amped. Rogue Squad Squadron's awesome. Uh, not a lot of people know a lot about it because it's uh, a little niche for Star Wars, but uh, you could potentially bring back Luke Skywalker for this movie. That's an exciting thing. I, they'd obviously have to recast because uh, it would be a younger Luke. Uh, there was an awesome video game back in the day for Rogue Squadron. What'd you say? Or CG Luke. I guess. Uh, but it, it should be awesome. She's describing it as like a military dog. She wants to direct like the best dog fight movie ever, which sounds dope. Uh, so expect a lot of awesome action and fight sequences. Uh, it, it's really, it's, it's awesome. And not something I ever thought that would be made into a movie that Disney would go there because, uh, similar to Rogue One, it's, it's like, it's characters or a, a bit of Star Wars world that not a lot of people know. It's not super, super popular. So I'm really excited to see Disney take a risk and branch out. Uh, female director is great, obviously, uh, and, and do something that's not calling, just super traditional. A lot of people were calling for a female director here, and obviously Disney is uh, usually pretty um, listens to this kind of thing because they, they usually are on the cutting edge of this. So I appreciate that they listened. I do want to take this super chat, although it is not something we were planning on talking about. We will right now because Jess Kuo wants us to answer. What do you think of the Waju series coming from Disney animation? That is the series that Disney plus is prepping. Uh, it's an African comic book series in partnership with Kugali. Uh, I don't know much about this at all. Jet, any thoughts on this? Um, I, you know, I think that Disney, a lot of their announcements were really good in terms of trying to expand the cultural palette on Disney Plus in that they're taking different styles of animation and different storytelling from different cultures and they're going to put them up on Disney Plus. And I think that's always a good thing where you get to experience mm -hmm. other people's cultures. I know something I'm excited about is Child of Blood and Bone. Uh, Lucasfilm said they're going to adapt that into a movie. I've heard only fantastic things about that book. Uh, I heard it's like African Game of Thrones, which is a great way to describe something. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Lucasfilm rarely works on new properties. So I think that should be dope too. But I think overall, anything you're getting that's different is an exciting piece of storytelling for me. This is what they say, that it's the first of its kind collaboration um, and that it's a partnership between Pan-African Entertainment Company, Gugali and Disney. It will launch on the streaming service in 2022. So the fact that I don't know much about it means that I have two years to educate myself here, uh, which I will do. So it has deep themes of class, innocence and challenging and challenging the status quo. So. Uh, I'm glad that you asked us about it. That's all I know at this time, but everything here has excited me so far and this is no different than that. Let's move forward to the next one on our list. Again, in no particular order, we're just going through them. Number four on the list is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is renewed for four more seasons, officially making it the longest running live action sitcom 
Four more seasons is a lot to pick something up for. I know people were concerned what was going to happen to It's Always Sunny when the FX, the FX Disney Hulu merger was taking place. I absolutely am obsessed with the show. I believe that you are too, Jet. And I think that it could easily, easily run for four more seasons. It hasn't lost steam at all. It's one of the only shows that I feel like has gotten stronger every year. And uh, I am going to absolutely sign up to watch it every single season, no matter how long they run with the show. How are you feeling? Flip, 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 Philadelphia, flip, 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 Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm okay. super excited. I love Always Sunny. Hey, man. Oh, as long as, as long as uh, they're still involved in, you know, the, the writing process, Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day are still, you know, heavily involved in the episode writing process. Perfect. As long as yeah. they still have ideas, keep it going. This absolutely made my top 25. I know it probably wouldn't have made most people, but to me, it's one of the funniest shows that's ever existed. So four more seasons on this, and I am super there for it. Let's talk number five, the Ironheart series. I know that, that this was one of the things that you were most excited about of all the announcements and also seemingly most surprised about. How are you feeling? I think it's dope. Uh, I mean, she's a newer character, Riri Williams, um, who is a genius who makes an Iron Man suit and basically becomes a new Iron Man, Iron Heart. Uh, it's because it's so new, and I, I didn't think that Marvel would get their way, get along, along to doing it so soon. I thought maybe down the road, especially because Tony just died in the MCU, spoilers. Um, but I think it's great. I mean, Marvel needs an Iron Man, right? You need an Iron Man in the MCU, and why not... It, why not Riri Williams? She could be dope. I mean, the, from I haven't seen the I forget the actress's name who was in Beale Street. I haven't seen that movie, but I heard Dominique she's fantastic. Thorne. Her name is Dominique Thorne. She does come from Beale Street. She has not been in much else on IMDb. Her only credits consist of If Beale Street Could Talk and Judas the uh, and the Black Messiah. And her third credit on here right now is listed as Ironheart, and they've already updated it. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is not set to be released until 2021. So if you have seen her, it was only in 2018 if Beale Street could talk. So she is definitely, definitely an up and coming uh, actress and does not have many credits, which means that she clearly had to audition her fucking pants off for this. So that always excites me because that means that she's probably unbelievably talented. Yeah. And I would say also expect her uh, Iron Man suit to be able to do some like different things. Uh, then Tony's suit, it looked a little bit different. It's a little sleeker. Uh, really, really cool that uh, they're doing this show. Uh, I don't know that they gave a date for when it's coming out, but it's it should be it should be awesome and tie into the MCU as a whole really, really well, especially with all these really strong female heroes that they're coming up with. I think it ties into that perfectly. Let me know what you guys are thinking in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Are you excited for this project? For which project are you most excited for? Which project were you most surprised by? I would love to know your thoughts also right here in the super chat as well. As we move on, we are banging on through these talking about series right now. Let's stick in that realm and talk about Secret Invasion, which Jet, you were telling me uh, is great because this is one of the biggest most epic storylines how are you feeling about the secret invasion series announcement I, I think it's awesome because secret invasion is one of my favorite comic book arcs and it's also one of the most famous marvel arcs i'm a little surprised that marvel is opting to do this at, and disney's opting to do this as a series as opposed to an overall like longer infinity saga sort of 
move film arc. I think nobody really seems to know what the next Avengers movie is going to be about, what the next like overarching villain well, who that's going to be. Like one of the reasons for that could be the fact that Samuel L. Jackson um, and Ben Mendelsohn might not want to or be able to sign on to doing an entire Infinity War type arc again that takes 10 years. So they are signing them on to a series. Yeah, but I don't know that that's enough to be able to dissuade if they had big plans to do a Secret Invasion as a 10-year arc uh, that just because Samuel L. Jackson wouldn't be in it, then he they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. So I'm not sure that that's the reason. Uh, listen, I'm still really excited about it, and I think it, it, it sounds fantastic. And the fact that Samuel L. Jackson has been in the MCU since the very, very beginning uh, shows the awesome continuity that they have. And now he's doing, I mean, what, what year was the first Iron Man? Oh, eight. And yeah, now in, and now in 2020, they announced that he's going to be in his own series on a, on Disney plus. I mean, that's just pretty awesome. And the secret invasion storyline, I would think should involve, like you'll see crossovers from pretty much every MCU character I would expect because it's that big in scope. Uh, so I think it's, I think it's really really tremendous that they're doing it. My only hesitation is that I genuinely have no clue what their plan is in terms of the next overarching story for the What's Avengers. What's exciting about this for me is the fact that they are going to be able to actually flesh something out on a big TV fan. You guys know I'm a bigger fan of TV than I even am on film. And so I believe that when you have a story, this is why I think video game adaptations should almost strictly stick to television. When you have stories that really need to be fleshed out, it's better to do it over an entire series. Marvel's been able to do that over 10 years, but I don't think that they would have the luxury with this. So I'm excited to see this in a series. Let's move forward, guys, going into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Leonard Kim says, I missed all the Disney Studios animation, Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel announcements. I expected the cost of Disney Plus to increase by more than a mere buck. I'm sure it'll continue to increase over time, but right now it still remains a bargain. I absolutely agree. I feel like uh, it is unbelievable that they have been able to maintain a lower price point with all of these announcements. I do not think that that will last forever, but I do think that if they had talked about this going up by $10, by $5 even, that would have taken over the story for the day and people wouldn't have been focused on the actual content. So I think it was smart of them to not make too much of an increase here because they didn't want to take attention away from all the incredible things that they were doing during this time. Also, I did miss a Streamlabs coming in from Glenn Caesar, who said, hello, good afternoon, and happy Hanukkah, Roxy and Jet. As always, thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. Peace, love, bunnies, and hugs to you all and all the rock stars. Hopefully, it's a fuck yeah news bill Friday for us all. I'd say Disney gave uh, some. Yeah, they did definitely give some fuck yeah news. As always, I hope that we can all find and feel some joy in each of our days, our weeks, our months, and our years. Well, this certainly helps, Glenn. Never forget when it gets tough, even if we're by ourselves, we're not alone. The Rockstars and World Friends communities will be there for you. Remember, everyone, you're kind, you're smart, you're important, you are worthy. Again, I know it might be tough, but even if we're by ourselves, we're not alone. The Rockstar and World Friends community will be there for you today and every day. Hashtag smash cancer. Glenn, thank you for that reminder every single day. We really appreciate you. And I'm glad that we got these Disney announcements to make our days a little more exciting. Let me know what you guys are thinking here in the super chat or in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. As we move forward, talk about something I'm very excited about, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Quantumania? Quantumania. Quantumania. Sure, why not? Uh, Ant-Man and, uh, Ant and the Wasp can have a weird name like that because Quantumania sounds like 
WrestleMania meets Quantum Zone, and so why the hell not? Peyton Reed coming back to direct. Uh, to me, I love the Ant-Man and the Wasp series. I wish that Evangeline Lilly was not like a partial anti-vaxxer, so I could just really focus on this. But that aside, uh, I think that this th these have been so consistently solid. There's no reason for me to think that this movie will be anything other than that. I think that it will be funny. I think that it will be great. I think that it will deal with uh, time and space and all those things. Uh, and I, I couldn't be more excited about this. And I love Peyton Reed as well. Jet, your brief thoughts on this. Yeah, Paul Rudd is uh, is America's national treasure. So anything he is like we need to protect him at all costs. Uh, so and he's he's fantastic as Scott Lang. I agree that both Ant Man's have been really really good. Uh, I think they actually it got better. The second one was really good. They have great you know gags with the the size they met you know messing around with the size of of things, which is really uh, really looks great on the on the big screen. Uh, the only thing that, again, I was surprised with is that they confirmed Kang the Conqueror as the villain of this. I thought he would be, again, an Avengers-level villain. Um, maybe he will spin off into mm -hmm. that, but uh, that's a big villain to pull for just a one-off. So we'll I think see. he will possibly spin off. I also had heard rumors of this, so I wasn't as surprised, but I hear you, and I think that um, probably this won't be the only movie that he's in, but it is weird to introduce the major next villain in an Ant-Man movie. I would agree with that. Moving forward, uh, a piece of news that was pretty big. However, if you're in the nerd community, you definitely knew that this was coming. Uh, that being said, it's one of the only pieces of news that was picked up by non-nerd sites like BBC picked it up, CNN picked it up, and that's Harrison Ford returning for Indiana Jones for the fifth and final episode. Uh, Jed, I know that not only are you a massive Indiana Jones fan, you've dressed up as him for Halloween and whatnot. How are you feeling about the announcement of Indy 5 and Harrison Ford returning for the final episode? I'm obviously really stoked. I mean, I love Indiana Jones. I, I even like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's it's unfairly maligned. It's not that bad. It, just the ending is a little stupid. Oh, but, just lost his nerd card, okay? No, no, definitely not. That's more legit than your Hayden Christensen take. No, it's not. But we Far don't more know. legit. Well, I'm excited. And I also, I like um, I, I like James Mangold a lot as a director. I, I have said, I think on here before, how much I love Logan and think it's an incredible movie. And I, I really like Ford versus Ferrari. And I think that he can knock it out of the park. And the fact that it's in Indy's last ride and we all know it puts, you know, a little bit more uh, epicness to the, to the movie. Do you think that this film is going to be good? Yes or no? Yes. Mm, me too. I don't, I don't think he'd do it. Excited. I don't think he'd do it. He's no reason to do it if he if he doesn't think it's going to be good. Are you Harrison talking about Ford. James Mingle or are you talking about Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. All right. Well, speaking of things that I think are going to be good, or at least I hope so, another series coming from the world of Star Wars, Lando. Uh, this is so exciting. Even just seeing the the name Lando uh, was exciting to me, and that yellow with the black background got me. Uh, Pretty pumped. I believe that Jet Lando is one of your favorite characters. Was this one of the best Star Wars announcements for you? Uh, I mean, every Star Wars announcement is one of the best Star Wars announcements. I, I can't get enough content for, for Star Wars as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. We know virtually nothing about the show other than there's going to be a show. We don't know if Billy D. Williams is involved. We don't know if Donald Glover is involved. I feel like it's gotta be Donald Glover. I don't know a world in which it's not, but I guess that that is true. 
What we do know is that Justin Simeon is the one that's in the early stages of developing this project right now. Uh, and I really think that it's a safe bet to say that Donald Glover is probably involved. I heard an interesting uh, theory or hope for the show that it was going to be Billy D. Williams telling like stories about his younger days and then you'd flash back to Donald Glover. That way you can use both of them. Or, this, yeah, if this could be Princess Bride style where, like, he's reading a book, but it's really about himself or some shit like that, I am super-duper into that. Uh, that would be so much fun. Oh, yes, I love that. That would be great if we could find a way to involve both of them in this. And I feel like they would both want to do it, honestly. Yeah, I feel, like it's, I feel like it's hard to find the time for Donald Glover these days. Like, they have to kind of lock him down because he has, like, a million things going on every day. Yeah, but these shows, you know, if it's an eight-episode series, they can shoot them out relatively quick. And what is a bigger offer than a Star Wars show? Not much out there. Speaking of no, Star no, Wars no. shows, talking about another Star Wars show announcement, I feel like most people predicted this one was coming, too, because of how popular the character is and was even prior to her appearance in Mandalorian. That's, of course, the Ahsoka Tana show. Jet, how are you feeling about the Ahsoka show? Are you excited for the spinoff? What are you hoping to see? Yeah, I've been I've been waiting for an official announcement because I think, like you said, everybody knew it was coming once. Well, once they cast Rosario Dawson, when they cast somebody that's that big name of of an actress or an right. actor, you know, it's not going to be just for a, a quick one off thing. Uh, and I I think that the even the little logo for the show gives you some clues because it's very reminiscent of the. I don't know. You didn't watch all of Rebels, but no, uh, the World Between Worlds, which I think is maybe the best episode of Rebels, one of the best pieces of Star Wars content, period, which is sort of like a trippy time traveling Star Wars episode. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be about her and hopefully Sabine from Rebels also looking for Ezra Bridger and looking for uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. So really... Again, expanding into that Star Wars universe, re-bringing back some of the the Legends characters, and seeing bits of the Star Wars universe that we have never seen before. Similar to what Mandalorian's done, and I think that in the one episode we got to see, uh, Rosario Dawson did a great job bringing Ahsoka Tano to life, so I couldn't be more excited. She's a great character. She continues to be a great character. Dave Filoni's going to have his hands all over this show, which means it's in great hands. Uh, I, I couldn't be more excited, but I, I am hoping that Sabine's in the show too, because I think that's a cool character to bring Do you back. have a brief dream casting? Uh, off the top of my head, no, but I, by the end of the show, I will have one. Okay, great. Keep me posted. <laughs> unrelated, Apollo3JP in the Streamlabs says, unrelated, Kid Cudi and Jack Harlow both dropped albums last night and both are ha -ha, brought, brought the heat. Ooh, gotcha. Also, Jet put in a good word with me for Steph. Thanks, dude. You're a real one. He's obsessed with Steph. I told him that we can't help him much. Is what it is. I can have. I have a lot of sway with Steph. Uh, let's go back into the world of Star Wars, uh, a show that I know nothing about, like literally nothing about. Jet, the Acolyte. Is that even how I pronounce this? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's from. Did you watch uh, Russian Doll? No. It's from the person who did Russian Doll. Uh, which I only watched the first episode of, to be fair. Uh, but everybody seems to think she's a genius. Leslie Headland, yeah, I know, I know uh, who that is. So uh, it's, it's being it's, described as a mystery thriller. It's currently in development for Disney Plus. Uh, it was announced by obviously Kathleen Kennedy as part of this Investors Day. It's a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Oh, okay, so it's a High Republic era. Um, yeah, so this is an about? era we know 
virtually nothing about yeah. because they're just starting to release, you know, books and media on the High Republic. It's an, it's, so it's really exciting to me as a lifelong Star Wars fan to be exploring an era of Star Wars that has never been explored before. It sounds to me like it's going to be because in the High Republic, there weren't any Sith. The Sith had been gone, but they were like, you know, they were brewing, trying to, to make their comeback. And there were a lot of Jedi's. Uh, so I think you could see a show with a ton of lightsaber fights, a ton of Jedi's, a ton of new awesome characters, and also see some of the seedier elements that uh, that you we were maybe gonna get that or that we've seen sort of in the Mandalorian uh, with you know bounty hunters and uh, maybe going into the lower levels of Coruscant. You've seen some of that in some of the animated stuff. So really, really cool stuff that has nothing to do with Luke Skywalker or uh, Han Solo. So a completely new era of Star Wars that I think is awesome. And this is exactly what Disney should be doing, pushing the boundaries. Star Wars is an entire galaxy spanning a history of tens of thousands of years. Why not explore every inch of that galaxy instead of the same one over and over again? Well, speaking of exploring the same one over and over again, but maybe with a different twist, we are getting a spin-off, a second spin-off of the Mandalorian series with the Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, series coming to Disney Plus, but I know that you actually are excited for this one. So, do you feel like this is just retreading ground that we've tread before in an era that we have? Or are you excited for a New Republic series because the Ranger of the New Republic could be different from what we've seen so far? I think it could be different because uh, it could be really explore how the First Order came to rise up. And I think that that's a really interesting thing that we don't know all that much about outside of some comic books. Uh, so really seeing how uh, Kylo Ren and the, maybe the how the Knights of Ren and how uh, the First Order sort of came out of the ashes of the of the defeated Empire, and I think that that's a really interesting thing, especially if you like the newest trilogy of movies, uh, to see sort of the origins of that and how the new Galactic Republic is being formed with Leia at the helm, obviously. These are the newest movies, but isn't this what leads up to the prequels? No, this is this is after the this is after the fall of the Empire. Oh. oh so Mandalorian okay. takes place. Oh, that's about, the High Republic that Glenn was saying. Got it, got it, got mm -hmm. it. I get yeah. my republics confused. Yeah, yeah. It is it is a little confusing because they keep using it over and over again. So there's the High Republic, the Old Republic, which is way back, and then yeah. the New Republic is the post-Return of the Jedi. Makes sense that they're new. Yes, with Leia. So Leia's like the head of the government and, you know, trying to, to put together something. But something obviously goes wrong because you get the First Order and you get Kylo Ren. And uh, we'll, we'll I think that, that this show will explain how that happens. I hope. That's I would my hope love to it. see that because I'm such feels a Kylo gap. fan. And um, I would love to see... I. I know that you like to get away from the characters that we know and love and explore new parts of the galaxy. I like to stick with the ones we know and love and learn more about them because I'm more of a casual fan than you are. So I like to stick to what I know. Speaking of things that I know, let's move away from Star Wars for a second. Um, I've been staring at the edge of the water long as I can remember. Moana, the musical series. What's happening, yo? Is this the most excited you've seen me yet? Uh, I love this kind of stuff. Do I have any kids? No. Has Jet given me any nieces or nephews yet? No. 
I still will be watching this show, even if it means by myself. I love Moana. Uh, I think that this is an awesome opportunity to make some kind of a spin-off series. I don't know exactly what that will entail, but the fact that they are going to be doing music in this series, I feel like I'm going to be listening every week for the top 100 hits. These are going to top the charts, and I'm here for it. Jet, how many ba- how many bangers will it put out? Banger after uh, banger. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, the movie was awesome. I mean, really, really awesome. Uh, my only hope for the show is that they can return uh, The Rock as Maui and get, get some more rock singing. Well, they certainly have time because the series is not set to premiere until 2023. 2023 animation can take some time, does right. take a lot of time. So uh, we will just have to wait for that. But while we were waiting a year earlier than that, in 2022, we're getting a Tiana series. So this is cool too. Uh, Tiana, which is obviously the Princess and the Frog, they're doing a same thing, musical animated series set for 2022, Disney+. Plus. Jet, which one of these two are you more excited for? And do you legitimately think you'll be watching either one of them? Yes, I'll be watching both. Uh, I, I think so. You know, I love me some Disney too. Uh, and uh, I, I, I guess the Moana one because I love the I love the music so much uh, from it. But I think the Princess and the Frog and the Tiana series is a really great opportunity to revisit a movie that doesn't get really enough attention or love in the princess and the frog, which is a really great movie. And also it ties in really well into Disney uh, is redoing splash mountain into princess and the frog theme. So you get a little bit of synergy there, bring it back up into the pop culture lexicon, and then you launch the ride uh, with the the new theming. So it, it works for on many different levels for Disney. Love a good uh, incorporate the rides and or action figures and or how else are you making money, Disney? Because I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to be the only ones who come out stronger after this frickin' pandemic. You and your Disney Plus numbers are insane. Guys, let me know. What is your favorite? We are officially coming into our, uh, the, our last few here. Our last 10 are coming through. So let me know what else. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer right here in the super chat. I've not heard much from you guys today. Do you have no thoughts on nerddom? Where have you guys been? Let's talk about Miss Marvel in Captain Marvel 2. This is one of the things that you were most excited about, Jet. What's going on here? So they officially announced that uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, is going to be her, her. She's having a series. Obviously, we knew that before mm-hmm. yesterday, but that she's going to appear in Captain Marvel, which is really exciting to me because the whole character is she's a huge fangirl of Captain Marvel and the Avengers. So do you think t- timeline wise, what's going to happen first? Where is this character going to be introduced? Uh, the character, I think, is going to be introduced it's going to be introduced pre pre uh, Captain Marvel two. So you think on her series she gets introduced, then she's going to be in Captain Marvel two. Yeah, that's my guess. Do you think that this is going to be a brief cameo? Like, is this a, a Shazam like superhero crush on Superman kind of thing? And so she could pop in, fangirl out a little bit, and leave. Do you think she'll be like a legit sidekick situation? Uh, I think she it, it might end up being a legit sidekick situation in that it gives uh, it gives Brie Larson's Captain Marvel more of a connection to Earth, which I, I've seen a lot of criticism on, you know, in terms of the character that 
she doesn't really have a strong connection to Earth. She's and and they've sort of established that themselves in uh, Endgame. You know, she's off in space and doesn't really return until the end. Uh, so I think that having somebody that she cares about or that looks up to her that's also powered that she has to kind of help mentor, I think makes for what could be a really interesting movie and a really good movie, sort of similar to how Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man uh, homecoming, Tony was, was, uh, you know, Peter's mentor there. Yeah. But this, and this is sort of reversed in that the movie would be focused on the mentor and her having to kind of figure out how to do that. And so I think that she'll be a main character. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. And right. also she's a great, just Miss Marvel is a great character that is new this and exciting know. and fun. This we know. We're all excited for Miss Marvel, and I can't wait to see her appear in Captain Marvel 2. Uh, but let's talk about somebody who will not be appearing in Disney making an announcement about what they are doing here. Obviously, um, Chadwick Boseman, who passed away earlier this year, who we absolutely love and adore. There's been a lot of talk around what's going to happen with T'Challa and um, if there was going to be a recasting of Black Panther or if the mantle was going to be taken by um, Shuri or... Oh God, uh, anybody yet? Like there was names were being thrown out there left and right. I saw people saying that Michael B. Jordan should come take them in. I mean, ev everybody and their mother's names were being thrown out for this. What Disney has officially said is that they are not recasting T'Challa. And it seemed like the internet actually was pretty split on this. I saw 50% of people saying that they thought this was a bummer, that the character of Black Panther needed to live on, and that they really wished that Disney had decided to recast. And I saw a lot of other people think saying that there was a lot of really strong female characters here and they want to see Shuri step up um, and a lot of the women step up and take over the Black Panther kind of franchise. Jet, where do you lie on this one? Uh... I think it was very difficult to, because of the circumstances of his passing, to recast T'Challa. Notice they didn't say they're not going to have a new Black Panther, though. So just because they're not recasting T'Challa doesn't mean that, uh, you know, the Black Panther, there's not going to do another Black Panther. Or Black Panther is dead uh, in terms of the legacy that he leads. So I think you're still going to, you're going to get the hero, and and many people have taken up the Black Panther mantle. The Shuri thing is interesting. That makes the most logical sense, though Letitia Wright has been, you know, as we talked about last week, slightly problematic. I don't know if Disney wants to go into long-term business with her now after that. Um, we'll see. I don't think they care. You don't think they care at all? No, I don't think they care at all about that. And also, it depends if they see her as bankable. Did you see the internet? Did you see how few people were recalling the anti-vaxxer stuff? Like, the, the internet did not care. The internet was like, we want Shuri, we want Shuri. I mean, that was just like consistent across the board. So I, I don't think they care. I don't think they even think people know or think about that. Uh, I mean, Disney is opening a park in Dubai. I, I don't, I do not think they care. Yeah, again, I think that just it's going to come down to how bankable they think she is. If they think that she's enough to, if they could put her front and center on a poster and they can sell toys of her and they can, they can make, you know, a ton of box office with her as the lead then they'll go with it. If they don't, then yeah. they're going to get somebody else. Taking a break from talking about what we're speaking about right now, which is our top 25. This is an interesting question coming in from Jess Kuo, who says, it was interesting in the Q&A session, CFO said most subscribers were families without children. You think that influenced the shows they announced? I definitely think that influences the shows they announce when they look at who their subscribers are and they see and they try to cater to their audience. And then I also think it means that they try to get in new audiences, you know, a Tiana and Moana show. 
uh, is definitely going to try to get more of the families. It's like you reel them in, you get the parents in and you have them watching things like Mandalorian and then you show them that there's stuff for their kids too. And then you have this double edged thing going on there that makes for a lot of money in Disney's pocket. So I think it's pretty smart and I do think it has influence. Everything has influence over Disney. They, they look at every single thing possible because they're a business. Let's move forward though and talk a little bit about a movie that I don't actually care much about. I know you care a lot about the jet. So this is on our list and I know a lot of people have interest in this and this is Disenchanted. Disenchanted announcing number two means what to you? Uh, I love the first Enchanted. You don't like that movie? Uh, I, I do not care. <laughs> don't is, care. Is it, called, it is called Disenchanted, right? It is called Disenchanted. Okay. You didn't like Enchanted, though? Um, no, I, I did. I, I thought it was good. I just don't really care about a Enchanted um, sequel. And I also because I like what, the first movie. What year did Enchanted come out? Like five years ago or something? Way more than that. Oh, Way more more. that? Ten years ago? I'm gonna look I haven't it seen it since it initially came out. I think I was in college. 2007. We weren't oh, even in college yet. So, I, yeah, I haven't seen this in years. I don't it's really a long gap. I, I mean, I love Amy Adams and everything, too. And I'm yeah. hoping Richard Martin's back because I love him and everything also. I like her a lot as well. Uh, I, I think that this is a cool announcement. A lot of people seem to pick this out and have this be the thing that they were most excited about. For me, it just doesn't mean that much. But I'm glad that you are excited about it. Speaking of other things you're really excited about, this is, of all the things going on, this is the one thing you texted me about, which is Lightyear. Uh, you're, you're mad stoked for this? Uh. Well, I, I texted you about it because we were together and we were talking about a billion things and that we didn't talk about that. So in fairness. So for people who don't know, Chris Evans is going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear in a new Pixar movie. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see him take on the, for, first of all, just have a Lightyear movie, a Buzz Lightyear movie, and then Chris Evans to be the voice behind it. He tweeted out and said, I don't even have the words. I think he's so excited. You know, Chris Evans wears his heart on his sleeve. When he picks projects, he can't help but say like, this is what I want to do. I'm not effing doing that. So he clearly wanted to be involved with this. Jet, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm really, in I keep saying the same thing. I'm really excited about this because I am genuinely excited about everything, but it's, it's not Buzz Lightyear, the toy. It's from what they, the pitch was, it's, Buzz Lightyear is a sci-fi character that the toy is based on. So it's that character. So mm -hmm. it's so the reason that's why Tim Allen's not doing it again. Right. And it brought all, up all the stuff. Well, Tim Allen's conservative. Is that why you're recasting Buzz Lightyear's voice? You're not recasting Buzz Lightyear's voice. It's it's a completely different character. It's a character that the toy is based on. Tim they Allen is the toy Buzz Lightyear. They didn't even see people complaining about that. But of course they were. People uh, were complaining about it. And uh, the 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 idea of a Pixar sci-fi movie it, with Chris Evans. That's awesome. The last time they did anything sort of sci-fi was Wally, which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love Wally, but you know, that's fine. Hater. About this alien TV series that you're so stoked about as well. Again, this is exciting to me, but um, uh, I don't know when you're announcing so many other franchise series, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to watch, but it wasn't anything that I was like, holy crap, I've been waiting for this. But I know that you were pretty excited about it. I'm kind of confused, too, because um, you're afraid of E.T., so how are you going to watch this? But how are you feeling? E.T. is not the same thing. E.T. is way scarier than 
the xenomorph in fairness way scarier right, xenomorph doesn't scare me nearly as much as et well, the reason I'm stoked about this is because it's one of my favorite franchises of all time. And I love Alien and Aliens are both in my top 25 movies, probably. I did not know that. Love them both. I watch them probably like every year, every other year. Love those two movies. Uh, and I love Prometheus. I thought Prometheus was great. Super underrated. So, yeah, Alien, I'm seeing people are asking. Alien is going to be a FX show, probably Hulu, I would guess, too. Uh, and I think it's it's really cool. It's gonna be set on Earth, so I'm not exactly sure how they're going to yeah, bring you, in the alien aspect of it. Um, I think that they'll probably explore a lot of the uh, there in the first if it takes place around the time same time as the first alien, which is my understanding. They're probably going to talk about how they found out about the you know the xenomorph creature and why they're trying to bring it back. Maybe they have one already on Earth that they're studying. Maybe it gets loose in like a lab. So I think there's a lot of cool ways that they could do it. Um, Are we and see any characters that we've seen before? You think? I I highly doubt it. Maybe you'll see um, maybe you'll see some characters from uh, Prometheus. Huh. Okay. Well, that doesn't. Sway but no rip. No Ripley. All right. Uh, let's get to our number 20 on the list. Sorry, I've been not telling you guys where we are, but that is where we are right now. The reason I haven't been telling you where we are is because I am moving around and moving and shaking. There's so much going on. Uh, Jet, Bad Batch. I guess, I guess this is something that you're stoked about. Obviously, I don't, I'm not a massive animation person. I love Star Wars though, so this is more up your alley than mine. Uh, I know that they're trying to market this towards Mandalorian fans right now, they say. So talk to me about the Bad Batch. Uh, so it's a spinoff of Clone Wars uh, with basically there are these clones who aren't like all the other clones in the. I mean, yes, the, they're a Bad Batch of clones. They're a Bad Batch. They all have their, they're kind of like superheroes. They all have their own like special sort of power or really unique ability. They and are, they, I'm kind of a Bad Batch. Bad batch. I'm a bad batch. Batches mm -hmm. get money. Um, that's Fine. just my baby dog. We have no time for this. <laughs> but so they they're an interesting group because it's kind of like superheroes within the uh the clone wars. And what I'm most interested in is that it seems like the the show is gonna take place right after the republic falls and it becomes the empire you saw that in the teaser trailer so mm -hmm. are they going to be working for the empire you see uh tarkin in the trailer with his imperial uniform on so you know the transition has taken place are they going to be good guys are they going to be bad guys are they going to be mercenaries uh what's exactly the storyline going to be you're going to see more about the sort of founding days of the empire which we haven't really touched on again any part of the Star Wars canon that we haven't visited or that's sort of that we're going to be able to flesh out more, I think is really exciting. Just keep growing the Star Wars universe and focusing outward as opposed to inward. I think that that's a great, great thing. And uh, it's another Dave Filoni show. So he, he so far has a perfect track record with Star Wars. In Dave Filoni, we trust taking a break from our list for a second to go to Roger Ryan. Dodger Ryan. Roger Ryan's cool too. Dodger Ryan124 says Patty Jenkins probably now checking out Star Wars Nintendo 64 game Rogue Squadron for insight. I think 
she probably knew about this announcement before we did, so maybe has nope. been doing that already. Maybe she found out when we did. How they it's shoot a fun power. game. Uh, well, I, I love thinking about Patty Jenkins sitting in front of an N64 playing. That makes me really excited. <laughs> Guys, what are your thoughts on these? What are you most excited for? Where are you at? Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Strider. Let us freaking know. I want to hear your thoughts. Or we can just keep giving you guys our thoughts, starting with our thoughts on uh, this live action. I got no strings to hold me down, to make me laugh, make me frown. Do you know any of the lyrics to Pinocchio songs yet? I got no strings so I can see there are no strings on me. That's right. So I, I hold the dairy. I don't know if that makes any sense. Pinocchio live action is going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Tom Hanks. Uh, Jet and I had a really funny moment last night when we found this out. And he said to me, I said, who do you think he's going to play? Who do you think Tom Hanks is going to play? And he was like, I obviously think it's going to be Geppetto. And I said, you don't, you don't think that it's going to be um, Pinocchio and he said no it would be really weird if he played a little boy and I said says the guy who thinks he should play a cricket because I forgot that that was Jimmy I thought that was Geppetto <laughs> I forgot I forgot you're, Geppetto kid, you're, like, man. you're like he's gonna play a cricket jet a cricket yeah, <laughs> yeah it was funny uh, I had a I had a, a brain fart for a second. I love Tom Hanks, who doesn't. I love Robert Zemeckis. I know in his recent years, some of his stuff has not landed the way that his old stuff used to, but I feel like this is kind of right up his alley. There's some creepy things about Pinocchio that they're gonna need to cut. Um, there's some like weird stuff that takes place and like some racist shit that people have talked about over the years in Pinocchio. And I'm sure they'll comb through all of that and make sure that they have a, a great Pinocchio. But in general, I love this story. I think that it's a lot of fun. I think that it's weird. And I think that Zemeckis and Tom Hanks are great for this project. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's not going to be a shot for shot remake for sure. Like you said, there's some some weird sort of racist stuff. And like, they're also like, there's a scene where they're like drinking beer. They're like little boys. So I don't think that that's going to fly. But I, Robert Zemeckis directed my favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future. So I, I'm still going to have faith in him, even though he's had some stinkers recently. Uh, some movies that I think I heard weren't even watchable, like that Welcome to Marwin. I didn't even give a try because it got such bad reviews. Uh, but Tom Hanks, he, again, we said this about Paul Rudd, is also America's treasure. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I'm excited about that. And uh, I think that they'll do a lot of, Robert Zemeckis loves that like uh, weird sort of CGI slash animation hybrid thing. Like and that will look great right here. So it'll look cool here. Um, Pinocchio is a movie that doesn't get revisited a lot in terms of Disney classics, but it's, it's one of the, it's one of the all time Disney movies. We got to fire through some of these jets. So let's get to this Go. next one. Similar to Pinocchio, Peter Pan live action coming through, uh, this one. Here's what we know about it. It also is going to be going straight to Disney plus same with Pinocchio. Um, and Yara Shahidi is going to be Tinkerbell in this, and Jude Law is going to be Captain Hook. I believe we already knew the Jude Law casting announcement. But I love that. Really exciting for me. Uh, to me, I put out this tweet years ago, and a lot of you guys did not um, agree with me, but I said it anyway. They could do a live action Peter Pan movie or series every single year, and I would never think it was enough. Like everybody's like, we've seen so many of them. I do not care. 
I love Peter Pan. I love the story. I love Hook. I love every. I love this story. I'm so excited for this series and uh, I mean for this uh, to be coming directly to Disney Plus for this movie and I think it is Peter Pan and Wendy. I think it's a movie. Yeah, it's a live action movie. It's a movie. Yeah. So, is there yeah. any chance that you revisit your role as Tiger Lily from your high school play in Don't the talk show? About that right now, Jet. We do not have time to break that down. Armor Wars. That's what we do have time to break down right now. Armor Wars. Uh, we almost left this off the list. And then Jet was like, uh, we cannot do that. And I agree. Don Cheadle uh, coming back is War Machine in Armor Wars. This is going to be a series coming to Disney+. Plus. Jet, is this one of the ones that you think people should be looking out for? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don Cheadle is an awesome actor and has been underutilized in the Avengers movies because he's a secondary character to Tony most of the time. Uh, this will give him a chance to shine. And if you've seen any of Don Cheadle's movies or any of his more like standalone stuff, you realize the caliber of actor he is. He's truly uh, phenomenal. He's underrated, which is saying something because he's clearly highly rated. He's also an awesome dude uh, and is is a very, very bright guy. Um, Armor Wars should be sweet because it's it's going to be basically how does what happens when Tony's armor gets into the wrong hands and Tony's not around to fix it because he did. What happened uh, to Tony? What happened to Tony? So I, I also think you might see, uh, you could maybe see a Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Pepper Potts cameo, cameo in this show. Ooh, that'd be you great. see Tony's daughter in this. The only reason I don't know that we'll see Gwyneth Paltrow is I don't know that she wants any involvement anymore. That's true. She might not. Uh, John Favreau, I would imagine, would have some involvement in this since he's helped mold the Iron Man franchise and he's, you know, so involved in Disney. Uh, but I think it's really exciting to see the War Machine armor, first of all, is, is really cool. And second of all, see, like I said, Don Sheetle get a chance to shine more. All right. Well, we have two more before we get out of here. Please get in your Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. I want to know what your guys' favorite things are. You're not talking to me much today. You're just doing a lot of listening. I get it. There's a lot to hear. Leonard Kim in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer said, with his more prominent role in the MCU, I hope that you can warm up to Doctor Strange. Ugh. I've always loved his abilities and the sorcery that he and Scarlet Witch use. I love Scarlet Witch. Underrated, I loved Cheaper by the Dozen and Growing Up, and I'm excited about the reboot. Uh, that's great. I'm excited about your excitement here. That's awesome, Leonard Kim. I don't think I'm going to warm up to Doctor Strange. I don't like him. So that's You don't that like him or you don't like the movie or both? Both. I, I thought the movie I like was the really character. good. I don't like the movie. You and everybody else, Jet. Uh, you don't like the character because he's kind of a dick? It's just the whole thing. It just doesn't work for me. Like, his dickishness does not do what Iron Man does, but it's just kind of dickish. Uh, it just does not work for me. The pomp is arrogant. I've seen it too many times. Let's talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda in our second to last of the top 25. Lin-Manuel Manuel Miranda returns to Disney for an animated film called Encanto, Obviously, you guys know how much I love Moana after what I just uh, started singing. So that was exciting that the um, Moana songwriter is going to breathe new light, new life, as Polygon says, into this magical new movie. It seems exciting. People love Coco. This is uh, also surrounding a Latino culture and families. But now we've got like 
the Hamilton guy on it. So couldn't be more stoked about this. Any project he's working on is a project that I'm excited about. It's a new animated film set in Columbia. It's about the dangerously wonderful chaos of family. And it contains elements of magical realism. The name of the film seems to derive from the Spanish word for charm or spell. So those are some things about this. We don't have much more information on it right now, but I think that I follow anything Lin Manuel does right now. Jet, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, you know the music's gonna be sick. That's be the sick. best part. So the music's yeah. gonna be awesome. So that's enough for me. All right. Well, I do love good. Disney songs. Keon Version says, Happy Friday, Roxy. I hope you and your brother have a great weekend and good luck on the apartment search. I really appreciate that, Keon. Let me know what you're looking forward to from the Disney announcements. Were you guys as excited about these as Jet and I seem to be as we get out of here in the next couple minutes? But we are doing one more talking about nothing that has anything to do with Star Wars or with Marvel or any previous franchise it's a new pixar movie guys uh, i just did my review for you guys on the pixar movie i just saw soul thank you i was like i just said coco that's wrong i just talked about soul and how much i really liked that movie i thought that it was excellent so i get excited about these pixar movies and uh, i think that this this new movie turning red is what they announced. It's not like it was surprising that Pixar announced a new movie, but it looks uh, kind of cute. What are you thinking, Jet? I think anytime, because their track record is so good that Pixar announces a new project, there's a reason to get excited about it because they have probably the most consistent track record of any studio mm -hmm. uh, in terms of putting out really, really high quality movies. Uh, so I'm excited about it because it's it's a Pixar movie. It's a new idea, uh, and I, I think that red pandas are really cute, and that seems to be one of the main characters in it. So I'm yeah, I'm not afraid, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, so I think this is what they said: the synopsis. Meet Mai. She experiences the awkwardness of being a teenager with an added twist. When she gets too excited, she transforms into a giant red panda. Uh, and then on Instagram, it was described as puberty, Asians, and red pandas. Sure, why not? I'm in on all three of those things. Uh, I've gone through puberty. I like pandas. I've never <laughs> been Asian, but... No, they're not pandas. They're red pandas. They're different. They're not related, Roxy. Come on. All right, all right. Guys, we are uh, getting out of here. I know a lot of you guys are bringing up things in here that we didn't get to talk about. Again, I'm here live every single day, so I'll continue to do so. I'm also going to be live with DJ Woldridge on Only Stupid Answers in 15 minutes from now talking about the same we're going over all the disney announcements as well we're also talking a lot about spider-man over there today also jet before we get out of here and before i get to any last minute streamlabs.com slash roxy stryer which announcement was your number one what were you most excited for of all of these announcements oh <sighs> fantastic four movie and uh oh the darth vader coming back in obi-wan is pretty dope i mean that's just how can you not be excited about that all the everything i'm so excited for everything i can't fucking wait <laughs> do you think that any of these amount announcements are going to cheapen the brand of, of disney at all because there were so many announcements that came forth no, because I think they're going to stagger it. And if you're into stocks, Disney stock after hours went up 4% last night. So people are, the excitement translated to real dollars for them. 
and also the numbers on this on Disney Plus came out that their goal for five years in terms of subscribers was eclipsed in one year. So I, I think that they they know exactly what they're doing and that uh, it should be exciting. I mean, this is what what the technology we have now should be giving us is the ability to get a ton of awesome shows on these on demand streaming services and expand the the properties that we love into places that we never thought possible before because TV is at, at the highest level it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. I'm very excited about this. Uh, Miral says it was up 15% today. So stock is at 15%. I was talking about the after hours stock last night. I didn't check the stock today, but that makes sense. I mean, everybody responded very positively to it. And the last thing I want to say is that it does seem like Disney is saving movie theaters. <laughs> like whether you like them as a company or not, the, these announcements are going to help save movie theaters. The but Rogue a lot One, of the things that they announced sorry, are going Rogue straight Squadron. to Disney Plus. Some of them are, but a lot of them aren't. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, uh, mm -hmm. the the um, Taika Waititi Star Wars movie we didn't get a chance to talk about. Obviously, uh, like I just said, oh, Rogue wow. Squadron. Did I, did I take, did I not put that on the list? How? But like, there's so much stuff. It was easy to forget something because there's I know, so much. And they're I gonna love, stagger I it so too. Much, so. I put them on the thumbnail. What's your? Did you have a favorite announcement? I mean, it's obviously Hayden Christensen, but I do love Taika also, and the Patty Jenkins one is huge as well. Uh, in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com/slash/roxystrider, Gingerbread said, "I'm excited for Hayden. I love him so much. I'm also excited for Chippendale because John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are uh, love that casting." Lastly, Taika's Reservation Dogs, a new comedy series about four Native American teenagers growing up on a reservation with, and then it cuts you off, gingerbread. Uh, yeah, I would watch anything Taika is a part of right now. I'm surprised that wasn't even on the list. But like you said, there were so many things going on. Glenn Caesar also reminds us Black Widow is still going theatrical, which is uh, true. Do you, I don't know if that's going to end up actually happening, but it seems no, like it, it is going to happen. They said they, they're not even considering anything. Yeah, I know, but that's what they. Wonder Woman said too. And look at Warner Brothers now. They're in disarray. All right, we are getting out of here, guys. Please leave a thumbs up, a comment afterwards. It really helps with the algorithms. If you're watching this after the fact, let me know in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy What are you most excited about? Which announcement really got your juices flowing? Uh, go follow Jet at Jet Stryer. He was tweeting a lot about this, as was I. And come check me out on Only Stupid Answers. Thank you, Jake, for putting this in. Patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers right after this. Uh, what if also we didn't talk about any of these dates that were announced too for the things that we already knew were coming low key, the trailers, the trailers yeah, all that stuff that came out. There just wasn't uh, enough time to get through it all. So, you know, we did the best we absolutely could with all of the things that we could talk about today and the rest we will talk about in the future. Jet, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you guys at home for being such total rock stars. Love and appreciate you guys greatly. Uh, put down your toilet seats and the lids, make your beds, watch Disney, pay for Disney Plus. It's certainly worth your money now. And we will see you guys tomorrow live at the Roxy. Jet, any final words? Uh, I, yesterday was the best day of 2020. We'll leave it at that.